Chapters 5 through 7 of Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book 3. Translated by Alexander Roberts and William H. Rombeau. Chapter 5. Christ and his apostles, without any fraud, deception, or hypocrisy, preached that one God, the Father, was the founder of all things. They did not accommodate their doctrine to the prepossessions of their hearers. 1. Since, therefore, the tradition from the apostles does thus exist in the church, and is permanent among us, let us revert to the scriptural proof furnished by those apostles who did also write the gospel, in which they recorded the doctrine regarding God, pointing out that our Lord Jesus Christ is the truth, and that no lie is in him. As also David says, prophesying his birth from a virgin, and the resurrection from the dead, truth has sprung out of the earth. The apostles likewise, being disciples of the truth, are above all falsehood, for a lie has no fellowship with the truth, just as darkness has none with light, but the presence of the one shuts out that of the other. Our Lord, therefore, being the truth, does not speak lies, and whom he knew to have taken origin from a defect, he never would have acknowledged as God, even the God of all, the supreme king, too, and his own father, an imperfect being as a perfect one, an animal one as a spiritual, him who was without the pleroma as him who was within it. Neither did his disciples make mention of any other God, or term any other Lord, except him, who was truly the God and Lord of all, as these most vain sophists affirm that the apostles did with hypocrisy frame their doctrine according to the capacity of their hearers, and gave answers after the opinions of their questioners, fabling blind things for the blind, according to their blindness, for the dull according to their dullness, for those in error according to their error. And to those who imagined that the demiurge alone was God, they preached him. But to those who are capable of comprehending the unnameable Father, they did declare the unspeakable mystery through parables and enigmas, so that the Lord and the apostles exercised the office of teacher not to further the cause of truth, but even in hypocrisy, and as each individual was able to receive it. 2. Such a line of conduct belongs not to those who heal, or who give life. It is rather that of those bringing on diseases and increasing ignorance. Much more true than these men shall the law be found, which pronounces every one accursed who sends the blind man astray in the way. For the apostles, who were commissioned to find out the wanderers, and to be foresight to those who saw not, and medicine to the weak, certainly did not address them in accordance with their opinion at the time, but according to revealed truth. For no person of any kind would act properly, if they should advise blind men, just to fall over a precipice, to continue their most dangerous path, as if it were the right one, and as if they might go on in safety. Or what medical man, anxious to heal a sick person, would prescribe in accordance to the patient's whims, and not according to the requisite medicine? But that the Lord came as the physician of the sick, he does himself declare, saying, That they are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. How then shall the sick be strengthened, or how shall sinners come to repentance? 
is it by persevering in the very same courses or on the contrary is it by undergoing a great change and reversal of their former mode of living by which they have brought upon themselves no slight amount of sickness and many sins but ignorance the mother of all these is driven out by knowledge wherefore the lord used to impart knowledge to his disciples by which also it was his practice to heal those who were suffering and to keep back sinners from sin he therefore did not address them in accordance with their pristine notions nor did he reply to them in harmony with the opinion of his questioners but according to the doctrine leading to salvation without any hypocrisy or respect of person three this is also made clear from the words of the lord who did truly reveal the son of god to those of circumcision he who had been foretold as christ by the prophets that is he set himself forth who had restored liberty to men and bestowed on them the inheritance of incorruption and again the apostles taught the gentiles that they should leave vain stocks and stones which they imagined to be gods and worship the true god who had created and made all the human family and by means of his creation did nourish increase strengthen and preserve them in being and that they might look for his son jesus christ who redeemed us from apostasy with his own blood so that we should also be a sanctified people who shall also descend from heaven in his father's power and pass judgment upon all and who shall freely give the good things of god to those who shall have kept his commandments he appearing in these last times the chief cornerstone has gathered into one and united those that were far off and those that were near that is the circumcision and the uncircumcision enlarging japhet and placing him in the dwelling of shem chapter six the holy ghost throughout the old testament scriptures made mention of no other god or lord save him who is the true god one therefore neither would the lord nor the holy spirit nor the apostles have ever named as god definitely and absolutely him who was not god unless he were truly god nor would they have named any one in his own person lord except god the father ruling over all and his son who has received dominion from his father over all creation as this passage has it the lord said unto my lord sit thou at my right hand until i make thine enemies thy footstool here the scripture represents to us the father addressing the son he who gave him the inheritance of the heathen and subjected to him all his enemies since therefore the father is truly lord and the son truly lord the holy spirit has fitly designated them by the title of lord and again referring to the destruction of the sodomites the scripture says then the lord rained upon sodom and upon gomorrah fire and brimstone from the lord out of heaven for it here points out that the son who had also been talking with abraham had received power to judge the sodomites for their wickedness and this following text does declare the same truth thy throne o god is for ever and ever the sceptre of thy kingdom is a right sceptre thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity therefore god thy god hath anointed thee for the spirit designates both of them by the name of god both him who is anointed as son and him who does anoint that is the father and again god stood in the congregation of the gods he judges among the gods he here refers to the father and the son those who have received the adoption but these are the church 
she is the synagogue of god which god that is the son himself has gathered by himself of whom he again speaks the god of gods the lord hath spoken and hath called the earth who is meant by god he of whom he has said god shall come openly our god and shall not keep silence that is the son who came manifested to man who said i have openly appeared to those who seek me not but of what gods does he speak of those to whom he says i have said ye are gods and all sons of the most high to those no doubt who have received the grace of the adoption by which we cry abba father two wherefore as i have already stated no other is named as god or is called lord except him who is god and lord of all who also said to moses i am that i am and thus shalt thou say to the children of israel he who is hath sent me unto you and his son jesus christ our lord who makes those that believe in his name the sons of god and again when the son speaks to moses he says i am come down to deliver this people for it is he who descended and ascended for the salvation of men therefore god has declared through the son who is in the father and has the father in himself he who is the father bearing witness to the son and the son announcing the father as also esaias says i too am witness he declares saith the lord god and the son whom i have chosen that ye may know and believe and understand that i am three when however the scripture terms them gods which are no gods it does not as i have already remarked declare them as gods in every sense but with a certain addition and signification by which they are shown to be no gods at all as with david the gods of the heathen are idols of demons and ye shall not follow other gods for in that he says the gods of the heathen but the heathen are ignorant of the true god and calls them other gods he bars their claim to be looked upon as gods at all but as to what they are in their own person he speaks concerning them for they are he says the idols of demons and Isaiah's, let them be confounded all who blaspheme god and carve useless things even i am witness saith the lord he removes them from the category of gods but he makes use of the word alone for this purpose that they may know of whom he speaks jeremiah also says the same the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth let them perish from the earth which is under the heaven for from the fact of his having subjoined their destruction he shows them to be no gods at all elias too when all israel was assembled at mount carmel wishing to turn them from idolatry says to them how long halt ye between two opinions if the lord be god follow him and again at the burnt offering he thus addressed the idolatrous priests ye shall call upon the name of your gods and i will call upon the name of the lord my god and the lord that will hearken by fire he is god now from the fact of the prophet having said these words he proves that these gods which were reputed so among those men are no gods at all he directed them to that god upon whom he believed and who was truly god whom invoking he exclaimed lord god of abraham god of isaac and god of jacob hear me today and let all this people know that thou art the god of israel four 
wherefore i do also call upon thee lord god of abraham and god of isaac and god of jacob and israel who art the father of our lord jesus christ the god who through the abundance of thy mercy hast had a favor towards us that we should know thee who hast made heaven and earth who rulest over all who art the only and the true god above whom there is no other god grant by our lord jesus christ the governing power of the holy spirit give to every reader of this book to know thee that thou art god alone to be strengthened in thee and to avoid every heretical and godless and impious doctrine five and the apostle paul also saying for though ye have served them which are no gods ye now know god or rather are known of god has made a separation between those that were not gods and him who is god and again speaking of antichrist he says who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called god or that is worshipped he points out here those who are called gods by such as know not god that is idols for the father of all is called god and is so and antichrist shall be lifted up not above him but above those which are indeed called gods but are not and paul himself says that this is true we know that an idol is nothing and that there is none other god but one for though there be that are called gods whether in heaven or in earth yet to us there is but one god the father of whom are all things and we through him and one lord jesus christ by whom are all things and we by him for he has made a distinction and separated those which are indeed called gods but which are none from the one god the father from whom are all things and as he confessed in the most decided manner in his own person one lord jesus christ but in this clause whether in heaven or in earth he does not speak of the formers of the world as these teachers expound it but his meaning is similar to that of moses when it is said thou shalt not make to thyself any image for god of whatsoever things are in heaven above whatsoever in the earth beneath and whatsoever in the waters under the earth and he does thus explain what are meant by the things in heaven lest when he says looking towards heaven and observing the sun and the moon and the stars and all the ornament of heaven falling into error thou shouldest adore and serve them and moses himself being a man of god was indeed given as a god before pharaoh but he is not properly termed lord nor is called god by the prophets but is spoken of by the spirit as moses the faithful minister and servant of god which also he was chapter seven reply to an objection founded on the words of saint paul two corinthians chapter four verse five saint paul occasionally uses words not in their grammatical sequence one as to their affirming that paul said plainly in the second epistle to the corinthians in whom the god of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not and maintaining that there is indeed one god of this world but another who is beyond all principality and beginning in power we are not to blame if they who give out that they do themselves no mysteries beyond god know not how to read paul for if any one read the passage thus according to paul's custom as i show elsewhere and by many examples that he uses transposition of words in whom god then pointing it off 
and making a slight interval, and at the same time read also the rest of the sentence in one clause, hath blinded the minds of them of this world that believe not. He shall find out the true sense, that it is contained in the expression, God hath blinded the minds of the unbelievers of this world. And this is shown by means of the little interval between the clauses. For Paul does not say, the God of this world, as if recognizing any other beyond him, but he confessed God as indeed God. He says, the unbelievers of this world, because they shall not inherit the future age of incorruption. I shall show from Paul himself how it is that God has blinded the minds of them that believe not, in the course of this work, that we may not just at present distract our mind from the matter in hand, by wandering at large. 2. From many other instances also, we may discover that the Apostle frequently uses a transposed order in his sentences, due to the rapidity of his discourses, and the impetus of the Spirit which is in him. An example occurs in the Epistle to the Galatians, where he expresses himself as follows, Wherefore then the law of works? It was added, until the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the land of the Mediator. For the order of the words runs thus, Wherefore then the law of works, ordained by angels in the hand of the mediator? It was added until the seed should come to whom the promise was made, man thus asking the question, and the spirit making answer. And again, in the second Thessalonians, speaking of Antichrist, he says, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus Christ shall slay with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy him with the presence of his coming even him whose coming is after the workings of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. Now in these sentences the order of the words is this, And then shall be revealed that wicked, whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, whom the Lord Jesus shall slay with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the presence of his coming. For he does not mean that the coming of the Lord is after the working of Satan, but the coming of the wicked one, whom we also call Antichrist. If, then, one does not attend to the proper reading of the passage, and if he do not exhibit the intervals of breathing as they occur, there shall be not only incongruities, but also, when reading, he will utter blasphemy, as if the advent of the Lord could take place according to the working of Satan. So, therefore, in such passages, the hyperbaton must be exhibited by the reading, and the apostles' meaning following on, preserved. And thus we do not read in that passage the God of this world, but God, whom we do truly call God. And we hear it declared of the unbelieving and the blinded of this world, that they shall not inherit the world of life which is to come. End of Book 3, Chapters 5-7